Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Esther Polito, your favorite Jersey girl. And this is the Baddest Rod Podcast. Welcome to this episode. Um, it is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving for everybody who celebrates. Um, and my well wishes to those folks uh, during the holiday season. This is going to be our last episode of season one. So thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a crazy year, <laughs> to say the least. But today is Victory Friday, and for you folks that listened to my last podcast episode, I was in my feelings about losing to the Detroit Lions, so it is nice to be able to come back on Victory Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, a very momentous and memorable game where we came away with a win and we started off strong, and we left strong um, in the house of the Detroit Lions, so it was phenomenal. I was ecstatic. It was such a joyous experience to be able to witness. I mean, it was practically a Thanksgiving miracle, to be honest. I couldn't believe what I was watching. There was a couple of moments where I was saying out loud, I'm like, who are we? <laughs> this team has been up and down this whole season. It has been rough. We've had to deal with a lot of people just trashing us and all the haters, all the media analysts, you know, like just ready to put us in the bin. Um, and just trash us. But here we are staying alive. Um, it is remarkable what the Green Bay Packers was able to kind of come away with yesterday. It is a big boost for our team, for our fans. And shout out to all the fans out there that's been supporting Green Bay Packers who never lost faith, who always kept believing in our team, knowing that we had it in us. We had this ability, however young... <laughs> However injured the rest of the team was, we had this ability to really show up, show up strong and keep fighting uh, for our season. So I couldn't be any prouder of the Green Bay Packers. And for the Packer fans out there, I know you had a great time. So hopefully that Thanksgiving was going to be one for the one for history books, I would say. Um, it was a really good one. But thank you so much for joining me. And I wanted to end this season with really an offering of gratitude for you folks out there who have supported me, for my loved ones and my friends who have really gotten me through this year. It has, hasn't been an easy one. And I will acknowledge that the holidays aren't always easy for people. There's a lot of you folks out there who either are by yourselves, you don't have family, you don't have happy memories of the holidays, you either suffered a loss during this time, and that makes it that much harder to get through. So I am sending my love out there to you folks. Um, just trying to get through the holidays, honestly. And sometimes that's the best you can do. It's a lot of pressure of merriment. It's a lot of pressure to be jolly and to be happy. And like myself, it's not necessarily the happiest time all the time. So it takes a lot of effort just to kind of get through the season and find some pockets of joy and levity um, in ways that we can. And sometimes it's a football game. Sometimes it's hanging out with your friends, getting out there, trying to enjoy what you can, however you can during this time. So I just wanted to share some love with you and really my, put out my gratitude out there. Um, and yeah, going into 2023 was really difficult for me, I have to say. I will share that I suffered a loss in the fall of 2022. There was a lot of big life changes that was happening. So going into 2023... I was having a really difficult time. It felt very isolating, mainly because I was isol isolating myself. <laughs> um, you know, I had people reaching out and I just felt like I didn't even have it in me to host anything, 
to go out. Um, as some of you might know, if you've suffered a loss or are going through a grieving process, it's really tough. If it always, at least to me, the way I would describe it is like all your senses become really dull. It becomes a lot harder to enjoy things the way you used to. Um, I I could tell I was starting to dip into a bit of a depression, and. I was kind of at a loss as to how to get out of that. I just didn't really feel like engaging in the same way I would with my friends and my family around the holidays. I was trying and I was sharing with some of my friends that it's like, I just don't have it in me right now. You know, I put out some decorations. So that was my futile attempt at merriment. But even then, you know, usually I would want to do big gatherings or try to host people um, my friends and family, you know, make some food and I just, I couldn't do it. And so being aware of that time and how difficult it was, and then going to 2023, I really wanted to make an effort at the very least to cultivate joy in my life, um, to find the support, to create moments of levity that was consistent in my life that I knew I needed. Um, I was trying really hard to be able to turn the page, however difficult it was at that time. But my birthday also falls on January. So I tend to be very reflective during the holiday season as to, you know, how the year went, um, what were some of the good or, good or bad things that happened, and then be able to really start off strong with a celebration for my birthday and a celebration of the new year. Um, and I knew this this year was going to be a challenge. So there was a couple of things that we'll share with you in this episode that I try to do. And for me, my focus was really cultivating a sense of joy. Because um, to me, there's really only two kinds of people out there. There's the folks that are waiting for things to happen in their life <laughs> and waiting for magic to happen to them. And there's the kind of people who are making magic out there, who strive for excellence, who strive for greatness. And that, you know, are relentless in that effort, because I feel like regardless of where you are, whether you're in the peaks or the valleys in your life, you always have a choice. Joy is always on the menu. And it is a choice that you can make for yourself, for your friends and for your loved ones or just the people around you. So to me, trying to go out there and no matter how big or small the exchange might be, you know, I love those moments where you get to have those micro exchanges with people. Um, and I'm kind of the type of person that's like, I have a pretty typical routine. So I generally see the same people. I'll see the same, you know, checkout lady, um, Aruni, shout out to Aruni, who I love at the Safeway. Um, I always give her a big old hug um, when I'm out in the grocery store, when I'm out and about. And she's always so grateful that I'm nice to her. But just having those moments with the people, you know, that you see on a regular basis makes a really big difference and adding some joy in their life and just making sure they feel seen, they feel loved, especially for those like customer service types of jobs. It's really hard. Like people are not, they're not very <laughs> polite. A lot of people I see out there, especially when they're stressed out or they're trying to get through lunch hour or trying to get through the evening and like go grocery shopping. They're just really rude. They're very short. Um, with those customer service folks. And it's tough to have to deal with that. Like, you know, I've also had quite a few jobs, you know, going through high school and growing up that are very customer um, service like facing. And it's like just some of the things that people do, like I couldn't believe just how cruel and how mean some people were. And these are the people you see all the time. So please, 
if you're out there <laughs> and you are interacting with people, try to provide a little bit of levity. Try to help people, you know, feel seen. And for God's sake, for the people that are wearing name tags, use their name. <laughs> you already know what their name is. So make sure you are making people feel seen, that you're giving that, you know, that sense of grace if somebody's having a hard time, if they're short staffed and they're running around and you could tell they're having difficulty, you know, it's the holiday season. Let's just just try to get through it together. Um, so there's definitely those things that I try to go out of my way to make sure I am very generous, um, with my time and attention, regardless of who it is, um, just in my daily life, if at all possible, right? Can't always do it. You're not always going to be in the best mood, but just make sure that if you are going out there, um, and you're, you, you yourself are having a bad day, you're having a bad time, that you're not transferring that energy onto somebody else. You're not like blowing up on somebody because it's not really their fault. So make sure you're just aware of where you're at and maybe give yourself the time and attention to go through those negative emotions and then go on, go on with your day. Choose joy. So this is all about gratitude, this episode and cultivating joy, the way I do that for myself. This is going to come as a shock <laughs> for anybody who knows me, but I am a very cliched Pacific Northwest foodie. I know it's kind of gross when people say, use that term these days because like everybody's a foodie. Everybody loves food. Everybody needs to eat. But I do live to eat and I do love those moments. And I am so grateful that I am in a position of privilege where I can afford to go out to eat. Not everybody can afford that. That a lot of this year has, be, has been me cultivating those moments and joining a supper club and going with my friends or just meeting with strangers and having these exchanges and hearing people's stories about their travels and the different kinds of food they've had. And just the glow of that sacred breaking of the bread experience that I really love, maybe having a glass of wine where you're hanging out with strangers, but there's just something about that experience, right? Especially at this club where we rent out the whole restaurant. It's just for us for a couple of hours. There's a lot of narrative and storytelling that goes on. You get to ask the chef questions. They get to share their process and tidbits about their personal life and how they became a chef and like, you know, what are the things that inspire them? I love everything about that. And there were a few moments, especially this year, where I've been able to do that. Like I said, it, you know, the supper club, it's once a month, so it's something regular. I do work from home, so it's really important to me to be able to go outside and do something fun. That's not necessarily just like running errands or dropping off the dry cleaning or going to the grocery store, but being intentional about the time I spend out just with people, no matter who it is, whether it's my friends or my family. Um, and making sure it's consistent, that I do open myself up to new experiences and meeting new people. I thought that really helped in 2023, having that great food, being able to travel. The other piece also, and this is the thing with food and music, is that it brings people together. <laughs> and it's joyous. It's that energy of sharing something and experience, food, music, being in that glow and having your energy sink in that moment is just amazing. And it's one of the things I love about growing up in a church. I'm not very religious right now, but I will tell you that growing up around that kind of music and gospel music and singing and just that experience was really the one, my one key takeaway as far as the community building that happens, right? When you're around different people. So there was definitely enjoying good food, big part of my life. 
And then there was finding ways to be able to enjoy live music. Um, and for me, thank goodness, I am friends with very musical people. One of my good friends here in town, Sergio's a DJ. So he had quite a, a few more like DJing gigs. So I tried to go out of my way to support him and meet up with some of our shared friends and really just be out. You know, it's usually pretty chill out there when he has a gig, depending on like, you know, the, the type of event um, and the people and the music. It's just been really fun to be able to see him grow as a dj and you know he's he's kind of a minor celebrity so shout out to sergio i'm really proud of you and going to concerts i got to go to for my birthday uh to las vegas see bruno mars that was like a whole <laughs> for the people out there you're gonna laugh because like shenanigans happen but it was such a transcendent spiritual <laughs> experience where it's like communing with the universe and there was so much love in that room and Bruno Mars is such a great performer and you forget how like you know if you grew up in the late 90s and 2000s like the soundtrack of your life is Bruno Mars and especially in the, the recent years where he's been doing a lot of things with Anderson Pack, you know it's it was just incredible to see him and his band he's dancing the whole time he was doing all kinds of hilarious songs and sketches that were just so funny I couldn't believe how good it was. Like, I always appreciated his music. I always appreciated him as, like, you know, as a performer. He's part Filipino, so we're really proud of that. We're just proud to claim him as one of our own, being a proud Filipino myself. So having those moments where there is music playing and you're in a crowd, it's just, it's so full of that, that spark of life. And how happy it was just to be, you know, in a sea of faces, enjoying the same things and having that music blaring and just having a great time. So food and music, I, man, as far as the things I enjoy the most, those are the key things that I just brings me. It adds so much value to my life and my friend's life that I am just so grateful to really be able to enjoy it and enjoy that level and have access to it because not everybody has the access to those things, those venues. Like this stuff is not, not cheap, that's for sure. So two key things I did for myself that I really went out of my way to go seek out for those experiences, those moments with my friends, with my coworkers. Um, that was hilarious being able to go to dinner and just seeing them in person, seeing their personalities really come out um, in that instance was such a joy. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and amidst all this, what I realized, because I have been doing consistent therapy, as you know, which has been massive for me, is really arriving at a place, regardless of how good or bad it is, of peace and contentment. And to me, those two, those things really do go hand in hand. Um, hopefully, as you get older, you go through the process of healing. Healing those places, those pieces of yourself that were either broken or damaged or it feels like it's never going to be 100% repaired, but really going through the process of healing, coming out of COVID, and then arriving in a place of contentment was really so, so important for me. And I'm so grateful for that. And just having the support of my friends and family who was really helping me through that time, which they knew was really difficult. Um, I just love, I love you guys. I... <laughs> So grateful that I, I was able to have all these things that really propped me up and kept me afloat in 2023. Um, so those moments of just wanting to connect, wanting to be in those spaces, wanting to cultivate that joy, I, I cannot really express my gratitude enough just to be able to do that and to, to get this far in life, honestly. 
Um, and the other piece, as you know, <laughs> talk about creating magic was really this podcast and giving myself the the space and the time to do the writing and collaboration, being able to do silly things, you know, with my friends out there who are just gung ho, like we're just so supportive from the get go. And I couldn't believe it. Um, I did not go into it feeling all that confident. I was not that self-assured with my abilities on the technology <laughs> and recording portion. So just having people just out of nowhere, the handful of my friends who I knew are always going to be supportive because they're just, you know, they'll love anything I do, whether, whether it's crap or not. Um, just hearing the feedback of my friends and family and just saying, it's like, yeah, no, that was really good. No, you're actually, you could actually do this. I was like, what? Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have these brilliant ideas and you're waiting for your friends or your family just like kind of just talk you out of it. You're like, that's never going to work. This sucks. This is a terrible idea. Why would I do that? But one by one, my friends were just so supportive and so happy about everything and so happy about collaborating and coming onto the podcast. I was really pleasantly surprised. And some of you folks who have listened to some of those episodes, I mean, you know, I am just so proud of my friends and how great they are just as like humans, as like my friends. I'm a big fan. And I will like, you know, I'm like their personal hype woman because I was like, you're just great. And you're just magic. And I just love you. But and I'm just happy we're living in the same timeline in this, you know, multi-universe. But they are so incredibly talented that you forget because you only get to see like one side of your friends typically you don't you know you're not working with them you don't see them kind of like at the height of their career that you kind of forget how just how much they've been able to do in their life and especially for this friend group and the folks that have been on this podcast I'm like wow you know being able to reflect on how far we've come as people and then being able to watch their career you know kind of grow and their businesses you know grow it's it's an incredible privilege just to witness that as a person on the sidelines, like cheering them on. So thank you so much for all my collaborators and my friends. You guys are amazing. You've done such a great job. I couldn't thank you enough. Um, and yeah, like just that spirit of creativity and being able to go into the parts of my brain that just wants to create things, wants to write, wants to do more art, whether, you know, regardless of what the medium is, I just couldn't be any happier that we were able to pull this off it is a fairly short season so i promise next season is going to be a little bit longer i'm still working with some of the formatting and some other collaborations so stay tuned for that but it's going to be great um i'm really thinking about especially this time going into 2024 thinking about resilience and relationships so i do feel like that's going to be a focus for next year but for today go out there and make some magic <laughs> Make someone's day. You know, some of my memories this year were so, so random. It was like my birthday kicking off at church bar. You know, like it was just wall-to-wall -wall people and music. It was the first time I'd been out for my birthday, like at a club, quote unquote. But watching people, and it was hip-hop night. So, you know, all the 90s and 2000s kids, we were just like over the moon, just listen to like old school hip-hop. But just seeing people having a great time, it was a lot of Asians and like black people, my people, Blasians out there just enjoying their life and having that moment of joy. It was so great. And then that Bruno Mars concert, like I said, was incredible. I got to go back home 
back to New Jersey and, you know, coming to that realization that it's like, hey, we're getting older. And it had been a minute since I got to go home because of COVID. It had been like five years and there was like sheer panic, especially during that time. I'm like, when am I going to see my friends and family again? Oh my God. So having that homecoming was intense, <laughs> trying to catch up with people over the course of a week. But I, I've come to realize, and you know this about me, I will always claim Jersey is my home state. I'm so proud to be from New Jersey. It's made me who I am. It's made me very tough and loving <laughs> and generous and a bit much, quite frankly. But I love my lifestyle that I get to have in the West Coast. I love my people out here. It's like, you know, this place is like my adopted city, my coast. But when it comes right down to my people, when it comes right down to the core of who I am and the people that I love, a lot of those folks are still in New Jersey. So I was just really happy to be back home to see some old faces, to go see Mummy. Mummy, I love you. I was just talking to you yesterday. I know. Happy Thanksgiving again. Um, but all those folks, like my church family who I grew up with, those people who, who helped raise me and nurture me, um, FOMO's mom, you know, getting to sit with her and chit chat a little bit. You know, she always gets me caught up on the gossip. So that's fun. Because <laughs> Filipinos love their cheese miss. So no shade, but it is what it is. And I love y'all. Um, but there's just something about being back home on the East Coast, you know, like I was sitting with mommy's neighbor, Susie, who's this like old Italian woman. And it's just that accent. And she wasn't even talking about anything. In particular, it was just her accent, her sense of humor, her bleached blonde hair, her smoker's voice. Like, I love you. <laughs> and I miss that East Coast sentiment and that sense of humor and just ranking on each other and having a good time. You know, we show so much love by like teasing each other and making fun of each other that I know it's really off-putting um, here in the West Coast. But for us, it's like, that's just love. And that's how we express love is by making fun of you. And then feeding you food and then telling you how much we love you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's just how we are. And it's just like, there's just something about uh, just these irate <laughs> old school people from back home that I miss so much. And it's just, those are always going to be my people. And I, I'm always going to think of the East Coast and New Jersey as home. You know, there's just nothing like it. And especially around this time, I was telling mommy yesterday, I was like, man, I wish I was home. And of course, she's like, I wish you were home. Because <laughs> this is a time, especially in New York, you know, getting into the holidays that the, there's a tree lighting. Everything is beautiful and decorated. It starts to snow. And all of a sudden, people are just a little bit nicer. People are just enjoying themselves a little bit more because everything is a glow and everything is lit up. And there's the magic of Christmas and that kind of energy that fills the city in a tri-state. So I do miss that. Um, me and my best friend used to go out to see the tree every year. So at Rockefeller Center. So we'd go to Dean and DeLuca, get a hot chocolate and kind of just walk around and see the tree and watch the people and see all the folks with their families ice skating. It's just so beautiful. Um, so I do miss home. And I think one of the goals I, moving forward in the next coming years is just to be able to spend more time at home or excuse me, just be home at least once a year and, you know, maybe be able to spend a couple of weeks just because I just, gosh, I really do miss East Coasters. It's weird. It's weird because when you're young, you're like, get me out of here. 
I couldn't wait to get out of New Jersey. You know, I wanted to go on adventure. I wanted to go see things and I wanted to see the world and experience new cultures and food and stuff. But now that I've settled in the West Coast, I'm like, man, I miss home. It's weird. Maybe we're just getting, we're all just getting older and that's just what happens. You just come to realize it's like these people are not going to be around forever. You have to make sure you prioritize that time to see them and celebrate them and express your love as much as you can for as long as you can just while they're around. Um, so that was one of the things that I came back with coming from home and so happy to be able to do that. And then the Barbie movie happened. <laughs> we all know how that was a cultural event, but like dragging five of my friends and making everybody wear pink to go see the Barbie movie. It was such a thrill because I saw it downtown and it was a packed crowd and honestly before the movie even turned on like the girls were all dressed up as, as barbies everybody was wearing pink the boys there was a lot of gay men that were dressed as ken that was amazing they did a really great job so you're sitting there in a packed crowd and before the movie even started people just started clapping people were just so happy to be there to see this movie about a doll <laughs> like, it was it was crazy but it was it was so joyous to just be in that crowd and, you know, you're sitting in the dark in a movie theater, but to hear just the joy coming from people and they really just wanted to enjoy themselves. You know, it was great to be a part of that. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to share, which is very silly and kind of geeky, but I really wanted to do it because my friends dragged me to it, is the Rose City Comic Con. I had never been to a Comic Con. I'm a massive geek. Maybe not on the same level as some of my friends that are really big into anime and like comics. But, you know, I love me some Star Trek. I love me some um, X-Men, some, you know, Marvel. So it was such a great experience. I was only there for a couple of hours because I was kind of anxious about being around that many people. But I got to meet um, Zoe Saldana. Apparently we've been saying her name wrong because I've been saying Saldana, but I think it's Saldana. But I got to meet her in person, take a little photo op and she was darling she's so sweet so i was really happy to meet uhura in person you know because you know r.i.p uh, the original uhura nichelle passed away about a year a year ago a year or two ago so that's kind of when the light bulb turned on for me and thought it's like you know i kind of want to meet some of these people <laughs> in person and see what that's you know what they're like um just you know people that you see in a, the same like Marvel and Star Trek, like I mean, for Zoe, she's been, she's been in all of that. She's done a great job, but it was just fun to be surrounded by people and geek out over the same things that you love. Um, supporting some local artists who came out with like really cool art. Like not, it's not just for comics. There's all kinds of like, you know, like merchandise that people sell. I bought a bunch of tea <laughs> at Comic Con, which is weird. It was really good. I think it's called, um, oh shoot, what is it called? Uh, D&D tea or something? It's local. It was really yummy. Um, I got like some Earl Grey and something herbal. It was amazing. But putting myself out there, having these experiences was really, me really memorable. Sharing it with my friends in 2023, making new friends and new connections. Um, thank you so much to everybody who has really supported me like in some of those efforts, it's really hard. As you know, once you get older to just make new friends. Um, 
you know, you're always going to know you're like the people that you grew up with. You're always going to be able to come visit with them and kind of pick up where you left off. But to make those new connections and to build that trust and that foundation, I am really grateful for um, how people share their energy, how people come alongside me, especially in those moments where I am in Comic-Con. There is wall-to-wall people. This is supposed to be one of the smaller Comic-Cons is what I was told. And there was a ton of people. So I was kind of unsure and really anxious about it. I was there for a couple of hours. I did dress up. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, as Jennifer of Vangabird from um, uh, Witcher, which was really funny. I couldn't believe how many people knew what my costume was because I could have just been a pirate. I don't know. But, you know, all you Witcher folks out there, I, you know, I received so much love from these people. Everybody wanted to take pictures. It was fun. Um, but, yeah, for, your, for you folks out there that are trying to cultivate some more joy in your life, Put yourself out there. Find ways where you can engage with other people outside of your circle. Be open to just meeting new people and just making sure that you're spreading the love around. And if it's not a happy time for you, um, try to make sure you're reaching out to folks. I know it's really hard, especially when we're, you know, going through bouts of depression or just sadness to to tell somebody else, hey, hey, I need help. Hey, can can you chat on the phone for a little bit or can we go grab coffee? Um, I think as you get older, especially for some of us who are kind of stubborn and a little prideful, it's hard to tell somebody else about those difficult moments. It's really easy when you're happy to be out partying at the club or at the bar with your friends and toasting and stuff. But when you're going through those low moments and you're having a hard time, you know, my tendency is always to just isolate. And I know coming up, I'm going through something really difficult right now. It's like my tendency is just to not leave the house <laughs> for months at a time. But I know that I can't do that. And for you folks who do go through anxiety and depression kind of the way I do, it's different for everybody. Um, the one thing I will share is something I learned or heard of from this creator, Martina, who used to be, I think she's on King Koji right now. She does that um those videos out in Japan, but she used to do Eat Your Kimchi, which is really funny, um, you know, YouTube channel. But she also suffers through a lot of um, depression and a bit of, I think she's got health issues with, I forget exactly what it is. Um, and my, I, I could, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I'm blanking on it. But I know she's gone through those difficult moments and she always talks about building a ladder. And I really do love, you know, that idea that knowing what I'm going through, knowing what my triggers are, knowing my past traumas and experiences, I know that I'm susceptible to moments of uh, depression and sadness, um, especially around the season. Everybody goes through a bit of seasonal depression. Um, but understanding that, I do go out of my way to make sure my friends are around. I am reaching out. I'm going out of my way to be functional, which I know for some of you, it's like even being functional is hard. Getting out and taking a shower, making sure you have enough meals, you're hydrating, um, you're doing, getting some exercise and movement and walking, like that is really tough. And I have to say, depending on how you deal with it, please make sure you're taking care of yourself. And if you can't, that you're reaching out to other folks who can kind of keep you afloat and take care of you while, you know, whilst you can't do it for yourself in the moment, maybe. And it may be that much harder to get out of bed every day and to even try. But I will say that for me, making sure, even though it feels like a hole just opens up 
and you're falling into a deep depression, making sure that you're not staying there for too long. Find a way to build that ladder out of it, no matter what, um, no matter how much time it takes. Um, please make sure you're taking care of yourself out there, especially during the season, because I know it's not easy. And I'm going to go through some really tough times, even in the next couple of months, uh, weeks and months. So it's just making sure that functionally I'm doing the things for myself that will help get me through those really tough moments that I am sharing my experience and that my friends and family know what I'm going through so they could reach out. Because part of that is that, you know, if you're not telling people what you're going through, they don't know to support you. They don't know to reach out. And it's kind of tough, right? Because we want to isolate. We want to make sure we tell people we're fine, even though we're not fine and things are not great. So please make sure to go out there and just let somebody know. It doesn't have to be your whole, every single person, you know, it could just be your trusted circle. I always have a handful of people that know exactly what's going on, good or bad, who I share, you know, my experience with. And they've been the ones that have walked alongside of me and told me, you know, it's okay because you're human. Being human's hard. So my heart goes out to all you folks who are going through a, a tough time right now because I'm going through the same thing and you are not alone. Um, so please make sure you reach out in, to whoever you can, whoever is in your, in your circle that you trust. And that's going to provide you with a safe space to talk about your feelings and just to share in the highs and lows in life. Um, that's all we can do for each other. And so with that, I know this has turned into a long ramble once again, <laughs> but I send out my gratitude to you folks out there listening to my friends and family who have supported me and the love and the care that the universe extends to me all day, every day. And I am one of those people that although I am not very religious anymore, I am very spiritual and I do believe that at any given time, the universe is always conspiring in your favor. You know, the universe is reaching out to you as you are reaching out to it. And you are always surrounded by love no matter where you are. So with that, I love you guys. I'm going to see you next year. It's going to be a tough go here in a little bit, but just know I am trying really hard and that I am also thinking of you as we go through the holiday season. Hopefully you're out there making some good memories, enjoying some good food and drink, spend some time with your loved ones, reach out to the folks that you love and hold them dear. Make sure you're letting people know that you love them when you can. Um, and with that, thank you so much. Have a great holiday season and happy 2024. Till next time.